0: Hey, everybody, this is Andrew from Elite Marketing Pro. Welcome to your daily dose of awesome. It is Friday. I hope you are having a fantastic day. And I, first of all, apologize for uh, my camera being a little, like, off-kilter. I thought that I had both of my little uh, makeshift tripods, uh, but it looks like I only have one. And actually, you guys might find this uh, fun. I'll I'll show you what that looks like. Um, You can actually, with... um, Just a little uh, clip and a couple rubber bands you can make for yourself. a handy little tripod, but it helps if you have two of them. And what that'll do is it will uh, hold your phone steady. Uh, uh, But, you know, if you only have one, then you're going to be a little... Let's see if I can kind of balance this a little bit better. Anyway, you're just going to have to bear with me. (laughs) It's just going to be at a little bit of a crazy angle today. Uh, But anywho, hope you're all doing fantastic. What we're going to be talking about today is what you can learn from the humble unassuming avocado about attraction marketing. There's uh, some really, um, I think there's a really powerful lesson in, uh, in that the avocado essentially can teach us about attraction marketing. So this is kind of a fun Friday, if you will. Uh, I don't mean for uh, for this to be particularly serious. But one thing that is very, very serious is apparently there's like an epidemic that's sweeping the country right now and that is called avocado hand. So in emergency rooms all across the country, people are showing up and they are literally gouging and like cutting through the tendon in their thumb. And hello, everyone. Uh, really appreciate it. Thanks for all the uh, thanks. To, oh, and we've even got the avocado emoji. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Uh, but apparently avocado hand is like sweeping the nation. And what's happening is because the seeds, right, uh, the seed of the avocado, it's kind of hard to, to, to get that out of the avocado without hurting yourself. So people are are cutting themselves badly. So my recommendation, I wish I had an avocado here and I could do a little demonstration because there is a safe way or perhaps a more safe way of removing the seed from your avocados. And I know you guys are eating avocados because they are delicious. They are nature's butter. So to dive in. What's interesting is that avocados almost didn't make it, didn't exist, didn't survive to the present. They almost were wiped off the map from an evolutionary perspective uh, 10, 15,000 years ago, and here's why. Now, as you know, most fruits, most things with seeds, their strategy for survival is uh, they have, of course, a seed. They have a a nice exterior, uh, which is uh, nice and fleshy, often very sweet, uh, though sometimes more on the savory end of things. And animals come along, and they, they, they eat the fruits, and then they disperse them. Because, right, if the fruit just falls from the tree, or the vine, or the branch, or whatever, then it's going to, you know, A, probably just rot on the ground right there. But B, if it were to survive, then it would be comp- in competition, essentially, with the the mother plant, and that's no good, right? These things have to spread, so the evolutionary strategy is to... Uh, to be something delicious that uh, a mammal uh, or perhaps a bird wants to come along and consume. It's a sound strategy, but here is the bottleneck that the avocado almost faced, which was uh, around the you know around, I forget the name of the era, you know I don't, it's not the Pliocene, but you know one of those one of those eras uh, from from way back when that of course we can't remember because it was you know ten fifteen thousand years ago uh, during the time of the last ice age when they were like mammoths walking around. Uh, what would happen is that that was the era of the megafauna, right? That's when all the humongous beasts, the saber-toothed tigers, you know, the, the, the mammoths, the giant ground sloths in particular uh, were, uh, were roaming around and they were able to eat avocados in like one bite, right? Because, of course, you don't want the seed to get damaged, right? The seed needs to make it all the way through uh, the, uh, you know, whoever's consuming it and depositing it, right? It needs to make it through intact and unscathed. So at that time, you know, we had these huge mammals, and so the avocado could spread very successfully uh, throughout North America. Um, that's a, a fact that uh, might be of, of of curious a curious fact that might be interesting to you. The avocado it, it, avocado is a New World native, so it did come uh, from the Americas, and it was it was spread all throughout the Americas by the megafauna, in particular, the giant ground sloth. The giant giant ground sloth is insane. If you're not familiar. Uh, there are some cool skeletons. I was actually recently in Chicago, and they had a, a skeleton of a giant ground sloth. These things were literally the size of a UPS truck, which is insane, right? They're they're like two tons. They're like 20 feet tall. I mean, think of, you know, we think of like sloths of today, and, you know, they're like weird little monkey-looking things that move very slowly in trees, right? No, the giant ground sloth was as big as a UPS truck, and it would eat avocados and spread them. But what happened was, you know, during uh, the period... Of uh, you know, there's some debate, right? There's some debate about exactly when people made it to uh, to the New World, um, but um, they came over. You know, of course, when everything was was much more icy than it was today, and there was the land bridge from Russia to the Americas, and uh, and people came over, and they did a really good job of eating like everything, right? So all the megafauna, they were like mega horses at the time. There were um, all of these species that just are not around anymore. Uh, primarily, now part of it's climate change. Yes, you know, um, part of it is they were not well adapted to the conditions of today and the climates of today. But a lot of it is that they got eaten because they were massive, and of course, in the case of the ground sloth, probably not very quick. Right. So when people show up with spears, you know, they're they're gone. They're they're toast. They're they're way too tasty. So what's cool though is that we ha- still have avocados because even though. All of the creatures that were responsible for uh, spreading the avocados, dispersing the avocados, even though all of those guys are gone, we came along and said, you know what? This thing's pretty tasty. Like, this is good stuff. We like the avocados. Now, another thing to, to keep in mind. The delicious Haas avocados of the day, not quite what they were like back then. They've, of course, been bred and hybridized to be even more fleshy and have smaller seeds. So back in the day, the seeds were even bigger, right? So we're talking like massive, massive seeds, again, because, you know, it it, it was the food of the the megafauna. That's who was spreading these around. Okay, so, uh, but we came along and we're like, hey, you know what? These are actually really good. And we essentially took it upon ourselves to continue the evolution of the avocado, right? We started cultivating them eating them. Uh, and of course we're not eating the seeds. The seeds are actually toxic. Um, we can't eat the seeds. Um, and actually there aren't many creatures around anymore that can. I think rhinos are one of the only species around that, uh, their livers are capable of kind of breaking down some of the, um, the toxins that are in the avocado seed. But, but we, you know, humans, uh, sapiens, we are responsible for the longevity of the avocado. So, you know, hats off to us because, uh, Hey Courtney, hope you're doing well. Uh, hats off to us, because avocados are delicious and I'm super glad that uh you know my great 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 etc etc. grandfather decided to um you know to to keep propagating uh, this species and hybridizing the species so that we could have them today. But here's the lesson in this. And I told you that, you know, today was kind of this fun Friday, it's kinda of lighthearted. So but here's there's actually a, a really important lesson in the survival uh of the avocado, as as improbable as it um as it might be. Which is, when you focus on strategy, right, when you have a sound strategy, you're going to survive, okay? You're going to be able to adapt, right? That's what the avocado did. It had a really sound strategy, which is, it is delicious. Things want to eat it, and they will spread it. And even when the primary things that were eating it were wiped off the face of the earth, other things came along, namely people in this case, and continued the tradition. Because the strategy was sound, it was able to adapt and survive, there's a lesson here for your business, which is if you focus on strategies, okay this is something we talk a lot about with our, our fast track members this is something that comes up a lot uh, in, in our workshops, which uh, some of you guys uh, have uh, have attended and, uh, and I love getting your, your feedback. but this is something that comes up a lot, which is focusing on the strategies and not the tactics, okay? Tactics are great, but tactics are very temporary, okay? Tactics are not something that has any kind of longevity. If you're just focusing on tactics, yes, you do need to know the tactics of the day, but if you're just super hyper-focused on tactics and you think that's going to make a business that lasts, you are incorrect. You need to focus on the big picture, the strategies, the principles. These are the things that are gonna give your business longevity, and I have a suspicion that you're the kind of folks that want to have a business that, you know, you don't want to have to completely reinvent next year or the year after, right? Like you're, you're trying to do this. You're trying to build something that is going to last in strategy. So let's, let's talk a, a couple of examples. Tactically, at one point in time, right, Google AdWords was like the game in town. Ten years ago, it was everything was AdWords, right? Then maybe five years ago, Facebook came along. Now, Facebook is king, right? Like Facebook, everybody's on Facebook, right? Not everybody's on Google, you know what I mean? Not everyone's advertising on Google, but everyone's on Facebook, right? All the big brands are on Facebook. Everyone has a social media presence. Social media is huge. That is it, that is essentially the way things are going. Now, I don't think social media generally is going to go away, but Facebook, you know, and um, I hate to say this on Facebook, <laughs> but Facebook, you know, uh, is probably going to have a certain amount of longevity. Uh, and, who, you know, no one really knows exactly what that looks like, right? No one knows what what may or may not come along to replace Facebook. Facebook's actually been very adept at adapting to, uh, and I'm actually surprised because I remember I was in college when Facebook first came along, back when Facebook was only for college students and you had to have a .edu email address to sign up. So I was, you know, uh, at this point an early adopter of uh, Facebook. I didn't think, there was really no part of me that thought, Facebook would still be around and would be as popular as it is today but but here we are right so you just have to you know and this is something that you 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 know, you know no no one knows right like no no one really uh knows what's going to happen right so focusing on Facebook you know and we teach a lot of Facebook tactics here at Elite Marketing Pro which is uh which is very timely it's very effective that's what's working right now really well for people but that is very tactical right like when you guys and I understand it's frustrating. I get frustrated, too, when Facebook changes things, when you when you sign in, and the interface is all different. And you're like, oh, I knew how to do this, and now it looks different. And, you know, where's this one option that I'm used to? And I, I remember back when they first separated out campaigns into, like, the having the, the three-part kind of hierarchy of, like, ad groups and campaigns and all this. And you're like, ah, oh, like, I knew how to do this, and now I don't. So it's frustrating, right? It's frustrating. But this is all tactical stuff, right? This is all stuff. It's very ephemeral, right? These things... They're going to consistently change. You need to anticipate the fact that these things are going to change. However, when you, when you back up and you look at the principles, right, when you look at direct response, right, when you look at copywriting, when you look at persuasion, when you look at the things that are timeless, when you look at the classic books that were written, and I love reading the classics, as, as I know a lot of you know. If you've read any of my blog posts, you know, I like going back to like the original guys, not even the original guys. Okay? The original guys were like in like Greece and Rome and Egypt and probably even Sumer. You know, I'm sure like if, if I did the research, I could find there's probably like a cuneiform tablet from Sumer. And it's like, hey, come buy my grain. It'll be great for your goats. And it's half off this weekend. Right. Like I'm sure that's out there somewhere. Okay, but anyway, point being, go back like hundred years, and you can find kind of the beginnings of modern direct response marketing, and uh, and you can learn so much. Nothing there's there's actually one of the one of the classics is Claude Hopkins. He wrote uh, My Life in Advertising and Scientific Advertising. It's a classic, classic book. It's a little, it's a little, it's a bit of a tough read, sure, because it's written in kind of um, anachronistic, you know, old sort of language. You know, no one really writes or speaks that way anymore. But what's funny is, as I was reading through, I was like, nothing, nothing has changed. Like, it's all here. Like, literally, all of the strategies are there, right? And this book was written in, like, 1920-something, right? But it's all there. So, you know, you can go back. These things are unchanging. and These are the strategies. You know, these are the things that never change. And if you focus on those, you're going to win. So, for your business, again, what's important is when you focus on those principles, when you focus on those strategies, when you focus on things like... You know, copywriting is one of those timeless principles. Persuasion is a timeless thing. But really just having value, adding value, solving people's problems. You're going to win. You're going to be like the avocado, right? You're going to be the delicious thing. When you have something delicious that people want, they're going to follow you from platform to platform to platform, okay? You're going to be able to adapt whatever comes down the road, right? Anything that we may or may not be able to anticipate, any changes that might come. If you focus on adding value into people's lives, having something that people genuinely want, actually solving people's problems, you're going to do fine, right? You'll have nothing to worry about. So keep that in mind as you guys are learning things and perhaps being frustrated by various tactics and, you know, things that, uh, you know, changes to the Facebook algorithm, right? These things are going to happen. And you know what? They happen across the board. Everyone has to adapt to these changes, right? We don't like it. It's not particularly fun. <laughs> you know, We sometimes we pull our hair out and we go, oh, you know, why did this happen? Why did that happen? Right? Like why are these changes happening? Well, guess what? Those same things are affecting everyone, but as long as you're focused on the value add, as long as you're focused on having that delicious, tasty butter, which is, you know, the avocados add into people's lives, you're going to survive. You're going to be able to adapt and you're going to do fine. So, that's my message for you guys today. Focus on the fundamentals. Focus on the principles your business is going to have longevity. And you're going to be able to translate those skills anywhere, right? Like today, it's Facebook Live, right? This is a great example. You know, not too long ago, we couldn't do this, right? Like, it's actually very cool that we're able to go live. I'm literally broadcasting live just via my phone. This was inconceivable 10 years ago, much less 20 years ago. You know, you would have had to have, like, 30 probably grand worth of equipment to broadcast. Like, if you were a news crew 20 years ago, like, think about the amount of equipment that you would have had to have to be able to broadcast live. Now we can do it on our phone if it's in our pocket. We can go live anytime we want to our audience. It's crazy, right? It's insane. Okay, but anyway, as long as you're focusing on the principles, right, the strategies, as long as I have something of value, and hopefully you guys, of course, enjoyed my story tape, as long as I have something of value to share, whether I'm doing it on live, whether I'm doing it on a webinar, whether I'm doing it in a blog post, it's gonna translate in the same way. It's structured very, very similarly. Having a persuasive conversation, engaging people—all these things, right? It translates via you know any medium. Okay, so again, that's my history guy. Today was fun Friday. Hope you enjoyed uh, maybe some 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 information and some thoughts about uh, avocados that you perhaps didn't know. Um, I I certainly wasn't until I read. There's a book, fantastic book called *Sapiens*. I read not too long ago. Uh, it's when I was actually first introduced to the uh, the giant ground sloth and, and a lot of the uh, a lot of the, the megafauna that I just wasn't very familiar with. I mean, you know, we all know, like, oh yeah, at one point in time there were like dinosaurs around, right? But, you you know, maybe you don't have uh, a lot of distinction about, uh, you know, really how far and how much change has happened, right, on the planet and how far people have come. And even the things that happen in people's lifetimes, like mammoths, for instance, they were around not that long ago, right? Like when the pyramids were being built, there were still mammoths around. Isn't that insane? Like, this is crazy. So anyway, <laughs> uh, but they were unable to adapt. And that's, that's kind of, um, you know, how come they're not here today? So, anywho, guys, have, uh, again, this is Friday, so have a fantastic weekend. I will look forward to seeing you next week. A lot of the crew at Elite Marketing Pro are on the uh, cruise right now, the Elite Marketing Pro cruise, uh, with a lot of our um, coaching uh, clients and students. And so they're off having fun. So it's, uh, we have uh, more of a skeleton crew running the show. Uh, but we're looking forward to it. So I will see you guys again. I forget if I'm uh, if I'm back on Monday or Tuesday. But uh, but I will see you again soon on the Daily Dose of Awesome. Have a great weekend, and we'll uh, we'll see you next week.